Welcome everybody to Gus and Laws. No, no, let me start over. Three, two, one, go. Welcome everybody to Ask the Editor with Gus and Laws, where we come at you every single week and ask the editor difficult, advanced, crazy, wonderful questions. And she gives us the answers. Or or will she? We'll see. Podcast in, in three, two, one, go. I'm just gonna drink some coffee while we do this. Is that okay? Yes, absolutely. I've already okay. had my morning coffee, so I'm just going to hydrate. Hydration is key. I'm going to leave my dictionary open because I've come prepared. Good, because I have some uh, some serious, serious questions for you. So stay tuned, whether you're uh, learning English uh, for the first time or, or, or whether you're a PhD in literature, you're sure to learn something. This is how it's going to run. I have a few questions from some people who had some serious concerns about some words and, and, and grammatical you know, conventions in English. So I'm going to ask you. And, but my very first question is, how, how do you spell laws? Because I created a Twitch account called Gus and Laws, and I realized that it's probably misspelled. That would be um, L-O-Z, but I'm realizing right now that if you're recording your screen, my name is popping up. What would be important is whether or not it's on Twitch. Oh, oh yeah, it's totally, it's totally popping up for sure, yeah. For a while, I was just showing up on Zoom calls as Laws, actually, and I really enjoyed oh, really? the anonymity. Anonymity, ding! Oh. I'm going to write that good, word down. Good word. For the one viewer watching us on Twitch, <laughs> if they want to, um, you know, look look into your history, you know, background check. Right, uh, they, right. They, Full they due have, diligence. Yeah. Free, free, free reign. So, uh, so this is how this is how it's going to run. I have uh, six questions, and they are six different topics. Here, I'll tell you what. I'm going to let's gamify this. This we're we're building this bridge as we're running across it. It's crazy time here, you know. So I'm going to uh, letter these A through F. Yep, because there's six of them, and then I'm going to have you choose one of those letters, A through F, and then I'm going to ask you that question. Okay. I want to choose C. So question C, the topic of this question is a puzzle. It's a word puzzle. So let's see if you can figure this out, okay? So I was walking uh, through the, uh, the, the forest the other day with my, with my native English speaking friend, the Appalachian Mountain Forest. So Pennsylvania, let's say I was walking through the Poconos. Yeah, up in the Poconos with my friend. It was beautiful and he stopped and he took a big smell, it's fall time. And he said to me, I just love delicious trees. Why would he say he loves delicious trees? It just didn't make any sense to me. <laughs> is this a puzzle? I'll give you a hint. This person is misunderstanding a word and he heard delicious, but that's the wrong word. And the correct word starts with a C? The word starts with a D. Uh, oh, that was just okay. a convention for you to Okay. Hey, I'll say it again. And if you can't get it, it's okay. So I was walking through the forest in the Appalachians, the Poconos, right? Mm -hmm. With my friend. And it's fall time. So the leaves are, are, are changing. Now note you're in the Poconos and you're not in the Rocky Mountains. Key. Okay. I've gotten it. And, uh, I, I Googled okay. it just to make sure I was on the right track. I'm, I'm with you now. Takes Delicious a big with He loves delicious trees because they smell so good right and i think mm -hmm. that's because they're probably flowering maybe deciduous even ding 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 he said i love deciduous trees so yeah. what, what does deciduous mean i know what it means in the context of trees i've really only heard it in the context of trees and i mean it makes sense because it's an adjective a descriptor okay. and it means that 
it sheds its leaves annually. So um, it's contrasted most of the time with like an evergreen, which stays green throughout the year and, you know, generally stays green all year, like a pine. Oak, I think, would be an example of a deciduous tree. So when we're talking about like the fall leaves changing colors, those are all delicious trees. Yes, those are all delicious deciduous. I'm now... (laughs) tree. Don't say it too much at once or you'll get confused. Delicious deciduous trees. Mm-hmm. Ooh, that sounds like a, um, well, that could be like a brewery or, or maybe not a brewery. That maple syrup commercial. A maple syrup commercial, delicious deciduous trees. You're welcome. Yeah. Jeez. We're just yeah. giving this stuff out for free. To our one, our one viewer. We still have one viewer. That has to be me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It can't, it can't, it's certainly not anyone else watching this. I'm still holding out for my advertisement agency job offer after that. It is uh, forthcoming. Do you like that game? How, how you had to pick? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was, was that? fun. I felt like it was an, on an NPR game show or something. This is pretty much the same thing. And the ratings are high and they're only mm, going up. Same level up, of viewership up, up. for sure. Oh, like, wait, wait, don't tell me. <laughs> Lovely. Wait, don't tell. Yeah. You know what? Not only is this a game, you're going to get points. You're going to get 20 points per um, per letter. And if you get um, 100 points, you win. And if you get less than 100 points, um, I, I win. And if I win, I get to eat the rest of my apple. And if you win, I have to throw it in the trash. Oh, if you throw it in the trash, nobody wins. You're right. I'm going to eat this apple no matter what. So pick a letter A through F, but but you can't pick C. Understood. I would now like to pick E. E. So the topic for E is root word of the week. Root word of the week. I want to do it too. Can I do it too? Yeah, you can do it. Root word of the week. But you know, actually, I said it wrong because it's actually not a word. It's just the root. So we have to do it again. It's the root of the week. Root of the week. Black copyright infringement on Wheel of Fortune there, but that's... Well, if they come after us, that's probably a good thing because... That means uh, someone's watching. um, That means somebody's watching. Okay, so the root of the week, um, let me see, how should I frame this? I was walking through the Poconos and I was thinking to myself, here's a a root word I've, I've heard a lot. And I was wondering if I had an editor friend who could help me. And that root word is aqua. What does aqua mean? Is it, I think it's a color, right? It's like like a color, like blue. Is that right? Like aqua blue? It's in my crayon collection. I, I got a crayon box with like 64 crayons and one of them was called aqua blue. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, off the top of my head, I would imagine it's a prefix that okay. implies some sort of relation to water, which is probably why uh, we would describe a blue color as, as aqua. We might, maybe we should even go with the etymology of aqua. What does etymology mean anyway? I wish I knew. According to wordreference.com, aqua is a prefix from Latin and the Latin meaning is indeed water. So I think I get full points on that one. Sorry, Gus. Um, okay. Okay, I'll give you 20 points. I'm writing, I'm keeping- Oh, I have some cool words that come from it as well. Do you have a list of words that, that have this prefix aqua? I would love to hear your list of words. There's aquarium. Should we, should we define aquarium for-, for Yeah, yeah. That, that's, that's, like where, that's where I take a bath, right? In the aquarium? <laughs> you bathe? <laughs> uh, <laughs> you got me. 
Uh, aquarium uh, is a, a big water tank where we put okay. marine life and then oh. we, we go there and we view it like at SeaWorld or something. Yeah, like at SeaWorld. I'm going to go ahead and not take a side on this. I believe it's a contentious issue and I do not wish to, to <laughs> stick on aquarium okay. or on the marine life that, is, that are kept in aquariums. Take us to a different word then. Let's, let's get off a political topic. I'll make it all political. Okay. Who'd you vote for? On Survivor this week, you mean? Yeah, that's what I meant. Exactly. Or on American the Idol or, or something like that. Yeah. So um, another word that begins with aqua is um, aqueduct. Oh. Aqueduct is an artificial channel for conveying water, typically in the form of a bridge across a valley or other gap. Or it's a small duct in the body containing fluid. Second. There are aqueducts oh. inside of my body? You didn't know it. It's crazy. There are. Uh, I want the next question. I want to earn more points. Okay. Well, you have 40 so far. And so uh, I, don't, I don't know if you're going to get to 100, though. So we'll see. You have to choose a letter between A and F, but you cannot choose C or E. I would like to choose the letter B. Please. Mm, okay. Oh, this is a this is this is a good one. This is the idiom of the week. And let's see if you know this. The idiom is bury the hatchet. Mm, to bury the hatchet. Yeah. Um, I feel like I pronounced that that word very uh, strangely. I I don't know if this is like a regional thing in the U.S., but you know it's spelled bury b u r y bury. Um, but like I say bury. Do you do that? Have you ever heard of anyone else doing that? Like you, I think I say berry, like like a, like yeah. a like a blueberry or raspberry, like berry <laughs> the hatchet. <laughs> yeah, which I think can kind of feel uh, misleading, and I don't know if there are other people who truly pronounce it like berry, <clears throat> but I don't. It's got to be regional, right? Like we were saying, how some people say wash and some people say wash. Wash. Yeah. Um, yeah. So to to bury the hatchet means to to put it behind you which is also yet another expression which shows you how much we rely on expressions in english um it means that there was a problem between two people or two parties and it's now behind them yeah okay so i don't know where it came from though uh do you know where it came from i i, I don't know but if you want to look it up i'll guess and if i if i get this guess right I'm going to deduct five points from you. But if I get it wrong, I'm going to give you five points. So my guess, it comes from a Native American tradition uh, where they use tomahawks and uh, pioneers called them hatchets. And, you know, because they would use that in warfare to kill each other or hurt each other. But, you know, once the, the Native tribes um, decided to become peaceful, they would bury the hatchet, which was a, the symbol of warfare. That's a really good guess. And I have to say, guess you seem really well read and informed on this particular topic. I did. I didn't. I just thought of it and I didn't research it. I, I, I really did not. I didn't even look in the American Heritage uh, Dictionary of Idioms. Uh, you are correct, I think. So I'm at Grammarist.com, which is a website that I frequently reference whenever something is called into question in the editorial world. So it means to make peace with an enemy, to agree to forget the past transgressions and to become friendly. Um, for those of you who don't know, a hatchet is a small axe, so it's a, it's a weapon. And it says, um, 
that it comes from a ceremony performed by Native American tribes when previously warring tribes would declare peace. Um, when they decided to settle their difference, they would actually bury the war hatchet in the ground to signify their agreement. Um, apparently Europeans became aware of this ceremony as early as 1644. It seems like it was being done, you know, years before Europeans arrived. Um, and that's the origin of Bury the Hatchet. So well All done, right, you so. get to deduct five All right, so you're, you're down to 55 now. And I'm also disgruntled. Well, there's nothing I can do about that. <laughs> I'm gonna earn the points back somehow. All right, well, well you, you still have a chance to get to 100 because there's three more you know, letters and I suppose there should be a, a bonus round in here too. So we'll, we'll see if we have time for that. I want um, the letter. Pyramid? That's not a letter. A. Oh, yeah. A. Oh, okay. A. Uh, all right, so the letter A, so let's do this. Um, this is, this is a, another tricky one. The, I should say all of these prompts are, they're all very good prompts. Um, and, and I took this idea um, from an editor I know named Laws. The topic is called this versus that. So, uh, so if you can if you can explain the difference in these two, you'll get 20 points. Can you explain the difference to me between the word further and the word farther? Oh, I would be delighted to do that for you. So frequently confused, my gosh. Uh, farther refers to distance. Further refers to sort of, uh, I'm lacking the words, but I know the answer and I am gonna find a website that articulates it beautifully for me. <laughs> but I think the, the biggest thing in my mind is that further is sort of uh, an in addition or furthering in a non-distance kind of way where it's farther is in a distance kind of way. Although maybe I'm being tricked here. I looked this up a long time ago. Um, How am I so doing? I'm curious. I think you're, you're on point. So would you say um, that farther has more to do with uh, geospatial distancing and further has more to do with chronological ordering? Yes, yes. Further has, has more to do, exactly, has more to do with chronological ordering or even like I think concepts. I, I feel like I read something in there that said that uh, sometimes we think that it is that which we just said, but it actually doesn't really matter. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, I think I agree with you. Sometimes it's pedantry. So if you want to say, for example, if there's like a race going on, you know, person number one is, you could, I think you could say that that person is further or farther along in the race because you could sort of be using farther in the sense that they're further along in, in distance towards the win. Um, mm -hmm. That sense, I think that's an acceptable usage of farther. And then you could also say further because it does mean, it does imply a progression as well. If, if I'm hearing you right, maybe sometimes uh, spatial and chronological go hand in hand. And in these cases, even if it's not like geographically spatial, but like in a progression sort of spatial. And so if that's the case, 
it, it doesn't make a difference. Yes. However, there are some scenarios in which I would use further, but I would not use farther. So if I were using, for example, um, a connector for like a transition word mm -hmm. and I'm writing, I would say further or furthermore, but I wouldn't say okay. farther or farther more. So I think there are times when you can use them interchangeably and we shouldn't be too pedantic. That is, you know, picky about which one we use. And then I think there are some times, and the only one I'm thinking of off the top of my head is this instance when you may be writing um, or using a connector in this way, um, mm -hmm. where I would not use farther and I would use further. And I think it would seem wrong to your reader or your audience if you did use farther. Um, whereas okay. talking about the race, I think you can go either way. No, that's a great point because because I would say furthermore, but I would never say farthermore. I would sound like yeah. a, like a silly man. Right, right. Or you know, people often say like further to this. I've seen that written quite a bit. Uh, whereas you wouldn't say farther to this. That's true. All right, I, I think that's good. I think I think that you get a solid fifteen points for that. I, I might contest this. You can contest all you want, but there's nothing I can do about that. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. Are we ready? Uh, I want F. You did A, yeah. So you want F? Okay. Yes. Uh, okay. So F, this topic is called GRE Corner. Oh, God. I've taken okay. GRE. I know. I've taken it so many times, and each time I just get dumber and dumber. Actually, a little anecdote for you. The last time I took the GRE, I said, you know, I'm just not going to just not going to worry about it. And uh, I, I mean, I did study a little, but um, uh, I was most interested in scoring highly on the writing section out of the three. And so um, the day of the test, I took the test at like two. So at like noon, I uh, popped open a bottle of wine and um, I had like a glass of wine or two. And I said, ooh, I, I was like feeling loose. I was like, oh, you know, good to go. And I went and uh, I, I scored really highly on the writing section. I bombed <laughs> the math section. Yeah, uh, Big, big yeah. dummy in the math section. I, d I think I probably ooh. did too well in the math section as well. I mean, yeah. we, we can't all be applied mathematicians. You know, what would the world be like if, if that was the case? Preach. Here I go. Okay. Well, okay. No, no here I don't. I'm, let's just move on to the question. GRE Corner. GRE Corner. <laughs> yes. Thank you. I wanted to do it this time. Can you uh, accurately define the following GRE word? And actually, I don't even use this. So, so this word. Okay. The word is fatuous. Uh, okay. Um, yeah, I think, I think I can reach into the depths of my mind and define this word. Um, I, I actually, I can remember, uh, the first time I, I heard this word, I was well into adulthood. Yeah, I was reading, oh, what is his name? He's a British author, Stephen. Oh, um, Sherlock Holmes. <laughs> no, no. Anyway, fatuous means silly, I think, or sort of maybe even frivolous. I think such a it's such an interesting word. Yeah, silly uh, and pointless, according to this dictionary. Could you use it in an example? Yeah, sure. He was he was speaking, but it was all fatuous nonsense. 
And then I, I snarfed the Bagowitz and I, I took the ham, Sam, and then I went to the, who am I, Conan O'Brien? That guy can do this all day long. I think you did a pretty good job. You held your own for a good two seconds. Uh, yeah, I, I think it was like four or five. I mean, I, I was going pretty far there. You're right. You can have one point. Okay, one point. How many points do you get for Fatuous? Uh, I'm going to give you 19 because you, you gave me one of those, so you get 19 points. There are only so many. Uh, there are only so many. That, truer words have never been said. Okay, five questions. We have what, one, more, one more round. And that's um, letter D. <clears throat> I've been keeping that? track. It's letter D. Oh, that's right. You have letter D. You have 89 points. So you need 11 to tie, 12 to win, uh, 10 to... Well, you're going to beat me no matter what. I only have one. So, okay, let's just move on uh, to this. Uh, so this topic is nature and geography. Nature and geography. I guess it should be more like or geography because this one doesn't have anything to do with geography. <clears throat> so can you please explain the, the usage of this word in this, in this little story I'm going to tell you? I sure um, hope so. Okay, so so I was walking um, around the uh, the mountains, and there was all this exposed. We were walking by an exposed rock wall. It was me and my my friend, the geologist. Okay, so my friend, uh, the geologist, was walking around, and she was kind of like placing her hand on the rock walls, and she looked over to me, and she said, "I'm so mesmerized by cleavage, aren't you?" Can you, and I just didn't know what she was talking about. Can you explain what cleavage means? <laughs> yes, I can. Okay, <clears throat> I, I, I would love, love to hear. It refers to uh, a very slender or like narrow gap between two things. So I imagine that you, that, that your friend, was talking about perhaps some cleavage between the rocks. Perhaps the rocks were right next to each other and there was like a crevice, another, another word you might use for, for cleavage, um, between the rocks. And that, that's what your friend was referring to. I, I'm, gonna give you, I'm gonna give you 11 points for that. Um, 11 points. So- I think that was um, worth 20, so tell me. <laughs> Where did the other nine points go, Gus? I think, uh, I think cleavage um, is actually referring to the uh, the, the fracturing or, or splitting within uh, layers of rocks, and not not oh, uh, yeah, not between two separate rocks. I could be wrong, but um, my, my understanding of cleave is it's like like the, the word to cleave to tear apart. And oh, so, like a cleaver, so, yeah, that makes total like a, sense, of course. So it has more to do with like rock layers than like separate rocks. I see what you're saying. Yes, to cleave as a verb is to split something into two. Yeah, or to um, split, split into when rocks split into. Yeah, that's. Or, or but based on like layer layers, you know, fracturing. Um, okay, so um, those are all my questions. Uh, you have a hundred points, so that's a, a big tie. So let's see. Let me think of one uh, more more question for you. Okay. okay. Um, bonus question. Why don't you make it about this geology? It, I'm okay. an expert what? in that. Yeah, you're an expert in geology? Nope, you can make it about something else. Oh, I see. That was sarcasm, huh? Uh, uh, okay, I, I'm going to give you three topics. One is uh, geology. 
two is bodies of water. Yeah. Okay. And three is aviation. For one extra point, um, what, which topic would you like the question to come from? Geology, a lot bodies of, work of water. For one point. What's that? It's a lot oh, yeah, of work for, for one point. <laughs> well, you know, one point is the difference between lose, tie, or win. Uh, I would like bodies of water. Okay. Oh, bodies of water. Okay. Bodies of water. Bodies okay. of water. The question is, what is the largest fresh water, body of water in the world? <sighs> and if you want to pick this one, we can, we can do a different one. No, 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 no. I want to try. I want to try. I just need like some process of elimination here. So I know that the Great Lakes rank, rank quite highly among the fresh water bodies, I believe. I'm almost certain I know the answer, but I'm verifying that I know the answer right now. And if, if I'm wrong, I'm going to uh, give you two points if you get it right. Okay. I think about Africa. I know that like Lake Victoria, I think it's the biggest lake in Africa. And I bet that that's a pretty big freshwater body, but like how it compares with the Great Lakes, I don't know. Also, I do feel like in the, maybe the Baltic or the Caspian Sea, I feel like one of those somewhere further east of Africa in the sort of Central Asia area, I feel like for some reason, one of those. What's it called? I'm going to send you a branch or I'm going to give you a paddle. <laughs> I'm not going to give you a paddle. <laughs> Uh, you know, I'm gonna... <laughs> a life jacket, perhaps. <laughs> a, a life, a lifesaver. I'm gonna throw you a life. I'm gonna throw you a life vest. Or uh, how do you say this? I'm trying to think of the idiom. Lifeline. Lifeline. Yeah, throw me a lifeline. I'm gonna throw you a lifeline. That's what I was thinking. Okay. So the answer is one of these three. Okay. The answer is Lake Superior, Lake Victoria, or the Caspian Sea. I'm going to say Caspian. There's something about me that's just going east. Ding, 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 ding. You win. You win one point. You have 101 points and no, you get the grand wait, prize. Don't I get two or were oh. you correct? So true. You get 102 points. Uh, well, uh, however many points, um, you, you win the game. Huzzah. <laughs> Huzzah. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to send you a prize in the mail. Sounds good. Okay, so um, there you have it. That's um, Ask the Editor with Gus and Laws. Ask the Editor with Gus and Laws. You like it? I do. It's uh, yeah. groovy. I am mad at myself for choosing that word. <laughs> it is groovy. I'm gonna write. I'm gonna write that down. Okay, so just to wrap this up and check our viewership. Yeah, we've had eight views and we still have one viewer. Uh, so that viewer has to be me. And so we've had no more views over the entire episode. So that's great. So, so let's do a quick analysis. what do you think? Did you, did you like it? Do you think this is going to be a, a smash hit? Do you think, uh, you think it's a good format or what do you think? Are we still on the, on the, you know, the, the air? <laughs> yeah, but this is, this is backstage. This is, this is real talk now. Oh, <laughs> we're letting our viewers in on behind the scenes yeah. stuff. Yeah, I think it was good. My only hope is that we sort of get better at I don't know, catering to a, an audience maybe, but I'm sure that oh, will come with time. This is just episode number one. We don't even know who the audience is. Right, right now there is no audience. And I really feel that I know more about <laughs> nature and geography now. Um, 
well, not just about words, but about the world. Yeah. So why don't you edit it and 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 trim it down and pick all of the the juicy, delicious, ripe spots of the mm -hmm. fruit that is this talk we just had. And also, I think there were some good sort of um, words that native English speakers might use in here uh, that in native English speakers do use because we both are here. <laughs> so we do use them and it's proof of that. Um, yep. That aren't necessarily words that we had questions about or specifically intended to define, but they're just good little notes. I would say this is good for all audiences. Well, of course, if you just need sheer entertainment, we're also, obviously, we should be at the top of your list. Yeah, absolutely. We're there for you. Okay, mm -hmm. I'm gonna I'm gonna shut this uh, I'm gonna shut this train wreck down. Uh, no, no, it wasn't a train wreck. I enjoyed it, and uh, to all our viewers and listeners out there, um, I hope you enjoyed it too. Are we done now on on the air? Ask the editor with Gus and Laws.